Welcome everybody to another episode of Grown Man Watch Kid Shit. It's me, TJ, and I'm here with the long-haired, luscious, luscious locks with Jordan. How are you? Bangarang, man. I That's can't. How I'm doing. Why? Why? Bangarang. Rufio. 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 Man, I'm 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 doing all right. I'm coming to you live from my garage. So uh, from the garage. Yeah. So listeners, if you hear the sound of cars, it's just cars buzzing by you're not, nothing's wrong with the traffic where you're at unless something is wrong with the traffic where you're at in which case i got nothing to fucking do with. yeah please um, stay alert yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i just don't want you thinking no ghost cars whizzing by you know what i mean oh god <laughs> whoa shit you know i don't i don't know how loud it's gonna get i've never recorded down here but i thought it was a nice little change of pace you know i was already downstairs i don't feel like going upstairs I was like, hey, you know what? I appreciate the fact that you have taken us on a journey through your house, through uh, the land of audio. You know, yeah. we get to hear what each room sounds like with your voice in it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, maybe I should, I should, I should narrate like John Hurt or something. You know what I mean? And and Jordan lives in a two-story modest-priced home <laughs> <laughs> oh, with his God. wife and two little children. I mean, you know, you forget about the dogs and the birds. That's fine. Yeah. They're not family members. They're not. Oh, family did, members I, did I tell, did I tell you one of our birds is sick? Yeah, you did. But but he's on the mend. He's getting better. Is he now? So yeah. What he's did you flying do? Around. He's chirping. Well, man, just separated him. Gave him gave him a lot of love and care and stuff. Uh, Kim gave him a bath today. Um. So it looks like Sonny Corleone's gonna gonna pull through. <laughs> You and these names, yeah. I, like I want to talk. I name all my pets weird stuff. So, mm-hmm. and and you know, just so, just listeners, I understand that for the first like minute and a half, two minutes, I might have been a little hot. I just realized that the gain of a microphone was a little high, but you yeah. know, we're gonna roll with it. <laughs> Good we thing you roll. didn't do the bangerang. <laughs> yeah, I would have blown some speakers out. You know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, speaking of speakers, I know that recently we were talking about, and I think that this is really interesting for our listeners. How you and I, when we were kids, uh. Like we used to fall asleep with like music playing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What was what was like the? You always fell asleep to like hard shit, right? Yeah, like hard stuff or like any kind of rock or like old country and stuff like that. Old con- old country used to be like my lullabies, you know what I mean? But like if it was stuff, that's, yeah, it was it was harder stuff. Really? I mean, yeah. I fell asleep to you know adult alternative like if i tell you that matchbox 20 did not low she got out of town so you know she he said he says took all except my name i thought he said to call except my name it's like he's calling from fucking prison you know <laughs> but no. uh Took all except my name. Well, I know that now. Thank you. Where where were you whenever I was first listening to that song? And telling I was, everybody, I was using it to a, fall asleep. That's a prison joint. 
I was using it to fall asleep, yeah. you know, nice, nice. but you know, the, the song that pissed my parents off because I, you, you use headphones to fall asleep, right? Mm-hmm. I did not. I just had my computer. I had this little mini PC that had like, I had my speakers, right? And uh, the way my room was set up is I had bunk beds. I, I don't know why I had bunk beds. I was by my goddamn self. An <laughs> imaginary friend. Anyways, uh, <laughs> you're like, cause you don't have real ones. No. Uh, so, uh, I slept on the bottom bunk, but it was like one of those bunk beds where the top one, like where they were, uh, uh, perpendicular. Right. So the bottom mm-hmm. one jutted out and the top one went over. So that way there was like a little desk on the side. Right. So my little PC was over there and I had my speakers turned towards my bed. Right. But I thought that I could learn music by osmosis. So I would just like play the same song over and over again for seven and a half, eight hours to learn so I could wake up and know the song. Uh, Cause one thing a lot of people don't know about me is that I am a stickler for lyrics in a song. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure you know that about me. I'm like, mm, that's not what they say. Would you uh, say you put lyrics over everything else? Like, is, is that the most important element? I think in music, I think it's a combination. Like, okay, there's a song called uh, keep your silver shined. And I think I sent it to you, mm-hmm. but it's the vocal delivery with the background music, but there's something about those lyrics that I, I said, I want to lay those lyrics down in a bed and make sweet love to them because like, mm, let me learn the curve of you, but only from a distance. Ooh, ooh, give me that, give me that shiver. Cause it's poetry. Right. But yeah. uh, the song, but you know, this is an acquired thing that I grew to like, as I you know, appreciated writing more, but you know, it started with, uh, the one song that like pushed my parents over the edge that they're like, don't fucking do this ever again was sailing. But the NSYNC cover um, from the no strings attached album is their last song on the album. <laughs> and I see everyone. He's shaking his head at me. Um, it was something about just the, the smooth tone of JC. It's not far mm-hmm. back to sanity. At least it's not for me. I was like, Ooh, Ooh, give me that. Yeah, <laughs> and, they, and so so your parents like hated that song because you were always no. They only it only happened one night because they're like if he if this song is on fucking repeat, isn't it? Oh, oh, they they nipped that shit in the bud real quick. Cause seven and a half hours of sailing takes yeah. me away. <laughs> <laughs> they're like the fuck is wrong with him? Yeah, yeah. No, my uh, my dad. Yeah, I had to do headphones, and even then, like my dad, if he ever caught me sleeping with headphones on he'd like fucking whack them off my head and go we don't do that shit that's trashy that would be safe it was trashy to fall asleep with headphones in it was trashy to fall asleep with the tv on meanwhile he's passed out in the living room you know what i mean with the tv on i don't know it's it's, it's something about it hypocrisy comes with age you know yeah, it's know. just like, like one of those dad you like you realize how much trashy shit we did today you're sweating my fucking tv being on he's like you yeah how about as you as you fl- <laughs> as you floss the possum meat out of your teeth you yeah <laughs> you're never gonna let me live that down are you? you know what i will i will the day will be when you are dead and i'm giving your eulogy although i'm probably gonna die first but um i'm reading your eulogy and i'll be like jordan was a good man his breath didn't even smell like possum. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be the that'll be the last joke, the nail in the coffin, if you will. And then oh. I'll lean I'll lean over your coffin and I'll be like, sailing takes me away. <laughs> 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 then your parents are like, damn it. <laughs> 
my body. I mean, you you probably bring a little bit a little bit of spring to my little dead body by that point. You know what I mean? Just kind of like bobbing my head a little bit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you just you just pipe up. He got some pipes. He got yeah. some. Pipes. <laughs> Get in my truck. <laughs> For those, I'm sorry, that's a little inside joke. TJ had had a had a, an impression of me or what what he thought I was like in high school, and it was it was, it was just one line. It was say, "Baby, get in my truck." <laughs> <laughs> and what was your response? You're like, "Yeah, that was it." But you, <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, we're not here to bash each other's childhoods or talk about NSYNC. Uh, uh, we are here to uh, talk about Hook. 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 Um, hook. Hook. Yeah. The uh, was it ninety one. 91, the 91 Steven Spielberg, Robin Williams, Dustin Hoffman joined essentially the live action sequel to Peter Pan. No one really asked for TJ. What's your hook experience? <laughs> you know, you know, uh, you know, we talked about we talked this over when we talked about my girl. Right. Hook was mm-hmm. one of those movies that I felt was like constantly in the background. And, um, you know, I've watched it a lot. Uh, you couldn't go outside without. You know, like saying Rufio. Yeah, everyone, everyone loved Rufio. Right? Rufio was 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 a G. I'm gonna say this right now: uh, the amount of dunking that Robin Williams does on kids in this movie, yeah. I'm just like, bruh, you ain't got like. <laughs> yeah. At one point in time, I'm like, what you just did to Rufio is just straight up rude, homie. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, um, I was like, he is a child. But um, yeah, you know, Rufio was the thing. Uh, it was this, I, for me, it was the start of a deep love affair with Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Cause I was the kid and I've, I've probably said this before, but you know, on Friday nights when your parents like, let you stay up late and whatever. Cause you don't have anything to do the next day. Right. Uh, I would build a fort out of, you know, chairs and blankets and stuff like that in my living room. And I would go underneath it and I'd get my, my popcorn and I would watch Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, you know, most kids are like, I'm going to stay up late and watch cartoons. I watch it. You know, it was Mrs. Doubtfire for me. Um, It's such a good, uh, uh, you know, uh, one of our uh, active listeners pointed out to me that Mrs. Doubtfire is one of the most gaslighty movies in the existence of existence. And now he gaslights his ex-wife the entire time and convinces his kids to lie for him. And I was like, yeah, you're right. But I still really like this movie. Um, Yeah. But uh, it's it's this. Uh, but Hook was in the Robin Williams pantheon for me, right? I kept going back to it because of Robin Williams, and uh, you know, I didn't. You know, even then. Oh, also in fifth grade, my very first speaking role on stage, I was Captain Boron of the. Uh, if you'll let me finish, it was. In a, <laughs> <laughs> it was. Damn. Well, because I thought you were going to say Captain Hook. You said Captain Boy. No. Like, you know, when you oh. bite into something, you think it's going to be sweet, but it's salty. That's kind of yeah. how I got with that. No, no, I was Captain <laughs> Boron in this in this play called Flight of the Albatross. Who's ready to get hooked on some trivia? Ooh. DJ, drop a beat. Guys, hi Kim. How's welcome to welcome to your garage. Ooh, yes, I am uh, quite familiar with the garage, listeners. If you're curious, this is where I film my Kim Pins videos. It's also where she sleeps. 
you know, so. No, it's way too hot. Uh, I need to. I like the way that that's the only reason that she doesn't sleep in the girl. It's not because of her love and affection. She tells me all the time, she's like, motherfucker, if it was cold in there, I'd be out. See me. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, who's excited? I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, we are. TJ's currently on a little streak, so uh, let's see what happens. Yeah, let's please uh, minimize all cheating ass Chrome or other browser windows. She said cheating ass. I closed out all. Look, I didn't even. Move to open DJ the tabs. Closed out all thirty-seven of his tabs. I did have thirty-seven tabs open before we started. Wow. This, so I wow. think that uh, yeah, everyone. We had technical difficulties recording last night because there was some audio lag, and I'm pretty sure it was my fault. Looking he's back o- on it, he's o- he's over there closing tabs frantically, like we locked all of our windows frantically as kids, like getting everything going, make sure no one comes in, breaks in. I had very large dogs as a child, so I didn't really have a and like a lot of guns in the house, so I didn't have that. She was safe. Safe feeling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, TJ. Mm -hmm. Who cameoed as the kissing couple on the bridge when Tink flew Peter to Neverland? See, I'm so mad because I know about another famous cameo in this movie, and I'm so upset with you about this. Um, (laughs) Okay. I'm actually there yet. Is it A? Carrie Fisher and George Lucas. B. Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford. Or C. Carrie Fisher and Rick Mayall who she was starring with uh, in Drop Dead Fred. I'll say C. Carrie Fisher and George Lucas. I know, super random. She had to kiss that man. Yeah. After he put her in that weird bikini. Well, you know, I'd rather not talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Please. George. Yes. Julia Roberts had a rough time filming given her solitude and green screen environment. And also I think she like her engagement to Kiefer Sutherland fell apart while filming this movie, like a real bad time for her. Uh, So this took a toll on Julia and everyone decided she was quote hard to work with. And we can all cue the eye roll because of this. She had a nickname on set. What was it? Is it a firefly from hell? B, Stinker Bell, or C, Tinker Hell. Oh, C's a good one. I'm not condoning like saying people are difficult, but man, that, that that's got that's got a ring to it. I'm gonna say C. It is C. All right, Tinker Hell. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't agree with it, but it is. I don't either. That's a zinger. It's a that's banger a zinger. nickname. Like if I was yeah. Julia Roberts, I'd be like, first off, fuck you. But second off, that was pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. If I was Julia Roberts, I'd be like, oh, dude, you rhymed yeah. bell with hell. Good job. No, that's, that, see, there, there's no fat in there. It's straight to the point. Yep. TJ. Mm-hmm. True or false, Robin Williams has won many awards. Among these awards are four Grammys. True. That is true. For, for his, his stand-up. Uh, comedy albums. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jordan. Yes. In what publication does Peter Pan make his first appearance? Is it A, Peter and Wendy, B, Peter Pan, the play, or C, The Little White Bird? I mean, I have no, I'm just going to say the play. It is not the play. Uh, It is C, The Little White Bird, which Mm. is like early 1900. I think the play was third on that list. Really? I think so. Hmm. 
I didn't like remember that too hard because like all I had to remember was what was first on that list. Finding Neverland is a fucking lie. Then lying oh, yeah. Neverland's more like it. Yeah. I don't know. Is it? I didn't watch that movie either. It's a good movie. It is. But it was movie. like he showed up in the garden as like a flying child or something. He would kind of look like a bird. Anyway, it's weird. Mm. Read the Wikipedia page about Peter Pan. No, I'm okay. Facts. TJ. Mm-hmm. Robin Williams graduated from Redwood High School in Larkspur, California. What superlative did his classmates award him? Is it A, most likely to be president, B, least likely to succeed, or C, most likely to be famous? B. Yes, it is least likely to succeed. And joke's on them, you idiots. Uh, uh, uh. George. Yeah. True or false, one of the Lost Boys in this movie was named Don't Ask. True? It is true. It is true. Uh, he was never given a name in the script, and he kept asking Steven Spielberg, uh, you know, what's what's my name? What's my name? What's my name? Say it louder. Descendants. Descendants. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Spielberg finally snapped and was like, don't ask, which I think we can all identify as adults sometimes dealing with children. Yeah. No, just me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Killing the stepmom game. <laughs> <laughs> you know the. Okay, I'll, I'll wait for your Mavis's question because we're tied. Are you okay? Okay. Yeah, All the Mavises. Who's ready? I'm ready. Yep. Okay, we've got another Price Is Right. Oh Jesus! Okay. Robin Williams, the man, the myth, the legend. And gone from our screens and lives far too soon. Robin brought many beloved characters to life, but how many acting credits does he have according to IMDb? And I will go to TJ first. Ooh. Can I, I just want to ask a question. Mick and uh, 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 Morton Mindy only counts as one, correct? I didn't look at the actual list. I only looked at the number okay. that they tally at the top. Okay. Because I'm like, if there are specials and shit, then we're, we're screwed. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they tend to count, like, if it's a special, they tend to count that separate. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. And also, like, because, man, all them shows, they'd be sharing characters like, a, like a Left and right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 65. George. Yeah. I'm going to see, I'm notorious for going lower than it because I'm always like, it can't be that much. But now I'm going to say, that. <laughs> I'm going to go 87. All right. And it goes to George. It is 112. Oh, dang. May the streak be broken. Okay. Okay. Can I say that the the, the cameo I hope you're going to ask about was the Boo Box Pirate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I Glenn was Close. thinking. Maybe, but then I was like, that's "But that's the, an easy one. Everyone knows that one. Everyone, and but everyone knows it. But people who tell you act like they're the only ones who know it." Yeah. I didn't know it till I read that, but then I read that before I saw the scene, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it looks exactly like Glenn Close with my beard on." Yeah. You know, you know what my I still say to this day: the boo box, the boo box, the boo, that's not the boo box, the boo box, the boo box. All right. All right. Well, that's a weird note to end on, but the um, boo box. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to work. Did you just cough in my ear? I did. <laughs> I inhaled a little spit. 
You know, whenever you're taking a bath, I'm going to call the bath the boo box because my boo's in the boo box. Okay, she got to go. She got to go. <laughs> TJ, play me out. I'd actually be more the shower, not the, not the bath. The shower is more the box. Shit, I missed it. And she's, and she's gone. She didn't hear that. The shower is more of a box. But, box. you know, but yeah, uh, what I was saying, oh, I, Captain Boron. I was Captain, Captain Boron. Boron in fifth grade. It was my first speaking play and uh, my first speaking part in Fly of the Albatross. And there was this right. part where I had to explore this planet that, like, the Mir space station had crashed on. Let's keep in mind, the Mir space station, right? And so... But while I was exploring the planet, therefore walking around the stage in the cafetorium for five minutes with a flashlight, right? This little chorus of children were like, the stars are all my friends till the night time ends. You know, so. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. <laughs> Why? Till the night come. You just like. You, <laughs> I had to your shit up. Your entire shit. Your entire shit. You had to, like like he was a giraffe trying to eat up from a, from the from the highest branch. The tension has to live somewhere. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, no, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> looking like but, a rooster over there. I'm gonna fight you. I'm gonna fight you. But yeah, so Hook is like Hook has been one of those. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a it's a it, it wasn't a daycare movie, but it was definitely like a, it's summer and we don't know what to watch on a Thursday. Let's watch hook sort of movie along with drop dead Fred and don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. And you know, things like that. Right. I love yeah. those movies. Yeah. No, uh, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. It's fucking amazing. We used to so watch good. don't tell mom the babysitter's dead and then adventures in babysitting like that. Like those, them babysitting movies, man, those were fucking and Christine Applegate and Elizabeth shoe in my yep. opinion can do no wrong. Because and then I had to watch the babysitter's club with my sister say hello to your friends. Babysitter's mm-hmm. club. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Well that one, everyone, that, that one, the trailer for the nineties babysitter's club with Alex Mack in it, has mm-hmm. the cranberry song in it? That tra- I, I still watch that trailer sometimes. I'll be like, I want to watch this trailer again. You know, all my life. It's anyway. Um, Hook for me was absolutely a daycare movie. Hook is also long as shit. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I text you because you yeah, I could tell you hadn't watched it yet. I was yeah, like, you, bro, you this movie long as hell. Yeah, and I was like, ah, he's probably fucking around talking like an hour forty-five, two hours, two hours, and uh, over two hours and, and twenty minutes. Dude, they don't make movies like this anymore. The, it's nineties opulence. Yeah, this was a movie that like you, the whole fucking family's going. It's like an obligation. The whole family's going. We're spending all day at the fucking theater. It's an event. You know what I mean? Like. I, 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 I loop this in with like Jurassic Park and uh, some of the, even though they're completely different movies, obviously, but like those, like you're cordially invited to like the fucking time of your life and shit like that. Like, you know, and in the nineties, you, you bring up nineties opulence for me. And I don't say this just, well, maybe I do say it cause I'm a little bit biased. Cause you know, I grew, I grew up in the air, but like the nineties is like the best decade for film. Um, you know, people were, the people were trying new things They, you know, they, they, they had movies like this, um, you know, and, and there's actually, I want to say it was like AFI. I was watching some, some, one of those documentaries where it's like chronicling you through like the different decades of film and the whole bunch of like critics and historians were, were claiming that 99 specifically to date is like the best year for film because like we had new technology on the horizon and like everyone was just really experimenting. And like, you go back and look, a majority, like if, if you look at everyone's like list of favorite movies, like there's bound to be like one or two from the nineties and, and it's more specifically one or two from 99. 
Uh, but anyway, I, I didn't see this movie in the theater, though. <laughs> All that said. I didn't either. I didn't either. Uh, I don't yeah, think I did. Well, it's like, no, because I what it came out in ninety one. Yeah, ninety one. So, so I was I was three. Yeah, so I was no way. Yeah, I was five, and so yeah, it's like my my parents were like, he's not gonna know, what the, or maybe I will know what the fuck's going on, but it just wasn't a wasn't a thing. But this was absolutely a daycare movie f- uh, uh, for me, and you know, I don't know if it should have been. I mean, there's some stuff in there like they got rid, they got away with a lot of stuff. They say ass and like. There's they a say suicide sh- reference. There's, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, you know, so, yeah. So, so some of the stuff's a little, a little bit more adult. But then it's like, I think that's just the case with a lot of those movies back then, man. I mean, it's like the, this movie. While they don't make movies like this anymore because the opulence, uh, like you say, they also like this movie could not get made today the way that it is be, be, because of that that reason. Oh yeah, and then like the the weird fat jokes of the kids and all that other stuff. But. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 weird. But now I'm going to tell you the, the truth man, like Hook, I mean yeah, I mean I thought it was cool and stuff, but you know, and and Rufio Rufio was cool and I used to like band together with all like my buddies in the daycare and school and stuff, be like, "Yeah, we're all lost boys." Wasn't that funny when whatever I had the little toy sword, you know, that he's fucking around with, all these other sorts of things, but like Man, it, it 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 didn't stick with me, and and I don't know if it's because I don't even think I ever told you this. I've never really gave too much of a shit about Peter Pan to begin with. It, like it it was, and I, I I don't knock that movie. Like I get it. There are people who are who are super into it, and that's cool. But like Peter Pan really didn't do anything for me as a kid, so I wasn't like you know, oh yeah, this is more Peter Pan. Like pirates in general. Like I wasn't really into pirates when I was a kid. Like so that part of it didn't do anything for me you know the, also the, like how 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 into like magic and stuff for you as a kid it was it was space and cowboys it was so, yeah it was this one just, of those two this things. just didn't hit the demographic yeah and and again and again i don't say that to knock peter because obviously peter pan's a fucking well loved and it's awesome and then so when people say oh i love peter pan i'm never like this i don't i don't do i don't yoke people's yums anyway but like yeah, it just, just it just wasn't my thing, so it it, did, it didn't really hit me. So like when I was a kid, yeah, I used to watch this at daycare, but I never went and sought this movie out. Uh, uh, when I was like you know early teenage teenager whatever, I never like oh I really want to watch Hook and stuff. But there are people that I talk to that like fucking love this movie, and like you know like this movie is the reason why like you know what I mean. I wanted to make movies, or this movie is the reason why I wanted to write. I want to tell stories, whatever it is. It's like for some reason, man, it just it just did something to him. You know, you know what I think it is that this movie, and you know, we talk about '90s opulence. This movie, especially with a lot of Steven Spielberg's work at the time, practical effects, practical sets. Those and sets, the, dude. The first time that you see Hook's ship, you're like, "This mm-hmm. is." it yeah and like it's, it's like an intense level of detail and you know i had mm-hmm. to catch myself because of the number of pirates that were on the ship at one point in time i was like oh, covid you know like I had, to, <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, yeah. had to had to but like it's there's something the the world of this movie and even i think this is part of the reason why i kept going back to it as a kid is that it is so crowded and the crowded nature of it is what makes it feel authentic, at least to me. Right. right? right. Um, and so I can see how people are like, oh, yeah, this made me want to make movies. Like for me, uh, when I was a kid, the first time I saw Lion King, the musicals, when I was like, oh, this is what theater can do. I want to make theater. And it was ob- it was when the stage was full and there's stuff everywhere. And I was like, that sort of opulence. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But 
I, 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 you know, also I really liked magic and like the idea of pirates and swashbuckling and like adventures like that. I liked space and cowboys were okay, but like, um, this, this movie, I, I don't know. I, I you know, I, I think that I, I do think a huge part of this appeal is that it is a really kind of virtuosic performance from Robin Williams. You see his range in a way that, that, that like, this feels like nowadays Will Ferrell would have been cast in this movie. Yeah. Right. To try to be like, look, he can play the sensitive person who is then slowly going back to this sort of crazy and zany thing. Mm -hmm. Who's like this caring father, like, you know, like all things, everything must go or um, stranger than fiction. But this is, I think that the thing that keeps pulling me back is that this is just really, really, as a, even as a kid, I noticed that this is just really, really strong acting. Oh, it is. I mean, ac- across the board, really. I mean, I don't know. Julie Roberts just fucking laughs the whole time. But, I mean, she she, she laughs well. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, she does. It's like, Which, same thing with Tom Cruise. Like, if Tom Cruise is in a movie and he's not running, like, you fucked up. If Julie Roberts is in a movie and she don't laugh and show them big, beautiful teeth, then you fucked up. But, uh, so there's a lot of that. But, yeah, Dustin Hoffman and, and Robin Williams. I mean, Dustin Hoffman fucking transformed his shit uh, uh, for this movie. And, and I remember... So there's Dustin Hoffman and Billy Bob Thornton, who I remember like watching. Like, Billy them Bob Thornton's in this movie? No, no, no. But like his, his performance in Sling Blade and the Dustin Hoffman oh, performance yeah. in this. When actors f- fuck with their mouths, you know what I mean? Like like the training that takes and to keep it up, you know, the the whole time and stuff to really kind of change the delivery. I don't know. It's it's it is it is essentially you know for for a lot of people i think it was like a master class in acting it's like how people can transform and you're right i mean because robin williams got to do it all in this movie he got to be the funny man he got to be the 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 dramatic actor he got to, he got to be the fucking action star like he got to do everything you know and and he sat at that throne until fucking con air came and nick cage dethroned him for the person who does everything in, in one single movie but but yeah he got to do everything here so um yeah, I mean it was it was cool and and you know Robin Williams movies I think some of them are better than others and I haven't seen all of them but I can't I can't look at a single Robin Williams movie and I try and I try to look at it like separating you know the tragedy from it it's like because I do think a lot a lot of times whenever there's a tragedy involved it's like we ultimately think all their movies are are good or like untouchable right so I had to a, catch. I had to catch myself and be like, "Am I seeing signs of this like internal sadness in this performance?" Yeah, yeah. And so, and so you find yourself sort of analyzing stuff. And there's a, then there's that story about uh, you know this 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 is the movie that uh, Robert Williams and Steven Spielberg came, became best friends on set of this movie. They'd never met each other before this movie. They became fucking best friends. And uh, that's true. Uh, and then Steven Spielberg uh, uh, watch this movie uh, to sort of commemorate Robert Williams after Robert Williams died. And he's like, I couldn't fucking make it through. Like I was just crying the whole fucking time, you know, just looking at it and everything. And I don't think this movie did that well or, or was received that well, rather. I mean, I know it did well in the theater, but I don't know if I, I think it was like panned or something. I, I, I don't know. I just remember reading about it not too long ago. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's special for a lot of people again, didn't really, didn't really hit me, I think, as 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 much as maybe I wanted it to, or it wanted to, or whatever. But I can tell you this: we did we did get a, a comment uh, when we announced that we were going to do this movie. Someone sent us a, a message on Instagram, and they said, and I quote, "You best not ruin Hook for me." <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> I'm gonna no, try, no. honey. No. You know what I mean? But uh, you know, <laughs> I will. I will. I will say this: this movie does not. Watching it now, this movie. It's not as bad as Secret Magic Control Agency. I'll say that, Bruh, That's because nothing's as bad as Secret Magic Control Agency. <laughs> I want to leave some, some some suspense in the air. You know what I mean? I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't. No, wanna. don't do that because nothing's as bad as Secret. You can. You're like saying, you know what? This movie shouldn't be set on fire and left by the curb for people to yeah. watch. Not even no, piss this, on because it. Yeah. There's there's so, there's some really cool things in this movie. There's some really like kind of questionable things in this movie. Uh, the length. You know, there, there, there's a lot, but we'll, we'll we'll get all into that uh, whenever we whenever we talk. I'm excited to dive into this. I was excited to dive into it whenever we said we were going to do it, just because it's it gave me reason to watch it again. You know, right, right. So uh, right. yeah, man, those sets still. And oh, I will say this movie does one of my favorite things in all and family movies and just in all movies is when is when we have like the hero going sort of behind an enemy line, so to speak, and it's like fuck, man, this is terrifying. You know, and even though this movie has whimsy and stuff, those kids make ship. it so much fun. Yeah, the hook ship, and then that weird fucking baseball game. Both of those things. I was just like, this is this is cool, man. Like you know, kind of going. It has that tension. It has that whimsy. It has that charm. So yeah, I mean, this movie does hit. Um, uh, it's in, in in certain points for sure. Absolutely. Great, great. All right, hey, you know what we're gonna do? Hmm. We're gonna get our drink. We're going to get our drink on. Good. Just so everyone knows that we normally record on Sunday nights. We're recording on a Monday afternoon. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I'm going to get my drink, but I'm also going to get a glass of water because I still have things to do today. Yeah. Yeah. I I was, I was worried about that. And you know, um, so yeah, I've been drinking water all morning just to like prepare. Yeah. Cause I don't want to be going to these next meetings being like, well, I did an episode and you know how we drink <laughs> on it. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, it was a cocktail lunch. No. Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah. But we, Hey, you know what you should do? You should, uh, hopefully you're listening. Yeah. Hopefully you're, you're like, you know, sitting back, relaxing, listening to this yeah. at the end of the day, like you're outside. It's spring, summertime, you know, go ahead. You go ahead and get your mm-hmm. sip on. You go get your drink. Well, we go get our drink. Yeah. When we come back. We all going to have a drink. Yeah. You, Hey, you listen to us at the end of work. Pop a top, honey. Kick back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, Hang you out. Because sailing <laughs> takes me away <laughs> to where I always heard it could be. Okay, I'm done. All right, we'll be back. All right. Bye. And we are back. Jordan, how was your midday fridge run? You know, it was, it was nice. It was nice. I uh, uh, actually, I'm drinking a sour. I'm just going to say <gasps> I'm not... Um, the as y'all know, sours and shandies. Yeah. Uh, as y'all know, I'm not the biggest sour drinker. Uh, there are a few that I can stomach. This is this is one of them. This is all by Austin Beer Works, so it's local, and it's their um, tropical Einhorn. So it's tropical, got a little beachy uh, vibe to it. So I picture the pirates might be drinking, and it's got little unicorns all over it. So it's 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 fantasy. You know what I need stuff. from you? Not only do I need you to send me a re-up on spices, but I just want you to tuck a couple of beers in there as well. You know what I'm saying? We have we have cases of this shit in the in the all closet. So <clears throat> yeah, I do need a re-up on spices soon. Be my Han Solo. Um, a Han Solo. A Han Solo. Uh, um, I I am yep. continuing to work through that shandy case, and I'm <laughs> drinking a lemon shandy today from the same Ooh. company uh, from Narragansett. Uh, it is uh, refreshing. They have a third one in there that is like a mango passion fruit. I hate it. 
Really? Like the tier for me is the watermelon followed by the lemon followed by the mango passion fruit. I'm going to be real with you, TJ. I don't know what the fuck a passion fruit is. Like it, like, like <laughs> when people are like, Oh, it's passion fruit. Like, Oh, it's like a fruit you love. Well, shit. My passion fruit's fucking apples and shit. Uh, but it's like, I'm glad you said apples. I was about to like, be like, mm. no, apples, a- a- apples by man. My favorite for you fucking apples, man. You, like you know, banana. I like bananas too. I don't. I just don't like eating bananas in public. But like apples and shit, you bite into them bitches. You know, you just kind of got a thing. But but yeah, passion fruit. I'm like I'm like well, I don't know. Yeah, it's like juice shit is flavored that. But like, what the fuck is a passion fruit? The one I don't like. Uh, actually, no, that's a lie. The one I didn't think I liked, but I was like, oh my god, am I getting old? Apricots. When See, I was younger, I used to hate apricots. I'm like, you like it? I'm like, these shits is good. Fuck wrong with yeah, me. Man. That's a sign. Of what? Hmm? First first come the apricots, then come the then come the grays on your temple, like Reed Richards. Man, I can't wait till I go grab and be a silver fox. Anyways, we are here to not talk about what I'm going to look like. Uh, we're going to talk about this movie, Hook. Again, we said it was a 1991 film. Uh, uh, it is advertised as an American fantasy swashbuckler adventure film by Steven Spielberg. Right? Uh, it, ha- it starred Dustin Hoffman, Robert Williams, Julia Roberts, Bob Hoskins, Maggie Smith, and Charlie Cors- uh, uh, Corso. Corsmo, sorry, uh, John Williams made the music, which explains why. Here's the thing: when I was listening, when I was watching this movie, I was all like, "Oh no, this 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 soundtrack bops." How come I didn't know this? While uh, we talked about how um, this this movie was first developed in the early '80s with Disney, actually, uh, mm-hmm. uh, but then it became, uh, I believe, a Sony picture, uh, TriStar picture. Sorry. Um, the budget was seventy million. Guess how much they made in the box office? How much they make in the box office? Three hundred and nine. Jesus Christ! Come through, swoop it all up. Like yeah. we say, it's hundred and forty-two minutes. It's like two hours and twenty-seven minutes. It's so, or two two hundred. It's so long. It's just so long. It's so 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 long. So long that I debated even watching. I was like, can I fake my way through this? And I was like, did you really? <laughs> for, for a brief second, I was like. Well, we had a lot of shit to do on Sunday, and I was just like, nah, but I got to watch it. We watch, we watch it in pieces, though. Like, we watched the first half in the morning and the second half in the afternoon. I watched most of it, and then I came back and finished up the rest, which, you know, this is the first time I've ever had to do that. Because I was like, normally, you know, I wake up first thing on Sunday morning, and that's what I do is I watch these movies. But I was like, uh, I got I to go to the stove. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's, it's the length – so it asks a lot of your time, but I think it also just asks a lot of you as an audience member. It's like, well, yeah, this was one of the general critiques is that like the, the, you talked about the reviews of the movie a little bit. The reviews were mixed because they're like, the performances were great. The production values were great. The score is great. Right. But the thing that was criticized was the tone of it. Cause it doesn't really find a tone. I'll speak to that. And like, uh, just the screenplay. Because there are some things, especially near the end, I was like, wait, what is actually happening here as far as continuity and the purpose of this? And I'm going to say this from Jump Street, uh, and everyone can be mad. I feel like this movie, because it was in the age of 90s opulence, as far as film goes, is poorly edited. Yeah. There's some stuff that just could have gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like we we got the director's cut. 
Which, you know, back then, Steven Spielberg, yeah, Steven Spiel, St- I, I, you know, I'm pretty sure that even now, Steven Spielberg, if he directs a movie, he's basically editing it. Yeah. Because he's Steven Spielberg. But, but hey, you know, uh, this, this thing spawned uh, merchandise. It had a video game, had action figures, it had comic books, the whole entire nine. Um, but, hey, you know. But, uh, yeah, it had a game on the uh, Super Nintendo, the SNES, and then it also had a point-and-click game. Uh, but, you know, the soundtrack is a bop, and it was nominated for five Oscars, so... We to judge. Uh, I, I wonder if one of those Oscars was editing. I can tell you that the answer is probably not. Uh, probably, but, probably not um, Razzie for that. <clears throat> uh, yeah, but here's the funny thing. I'm going to put this on Jump Street. Uh, Steven Spielberg says, admitted in interviews that, that he's not proud of the film and disappointed with the final result. In 2011, he told Entertainment Weekly, there are parts of Hook I love. I'm really proud of the work right up through Peter being hauled off in the parachute out of the window, headed to Neverland. I am a little less proud of the Neverland sequences because I'm uncomfortable with the highly stylized world that today, of course, I'd probably have done with live action character work instead of completely digital set. What? Hold up. We were lied to. Well, I think, I mean, I know, I know, obviously we have the green screen stuff with Julia Roberts, but I mean, was it a mix then of like, cause I mean, uh, practical he, says, sets or, he says, but we didn't have the technology to do it then in my imagination only went as far as building physical sets and trying to paint trees blue and red. Oh, he's saying that he would have done more. So like the aesthetic, oh, didn't go, there you go. There you go. Uh, it didn't do enough for him and he would have pushed it. Uh, and he felt like a fish out of water creating hook and he didn't have confidence in the script. He had confidence in the first act and he had confidence in the epilogue, which are the more real world sort of things, but he didn't, yeah. he didn't uh, find confidence in the body of it, which I think can speak to it. And he said he tried to paint over the insecurities of his script with the production value. Mm-hmm. The more insecure he felt about it, the bigger and more colorful the sets became. Hmm. Which, you know, Great. Great. Yeah. Also, they're working on an uh, animated prequel with Rufio as the main character. Okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> What's it like to be a hater? How's it feel? How's it feel? I just, Rufio was like the first character that I, uh, I think that I, that I can recall of our generation where it's like, he's cool he 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 dies and that somehow made him cooler like it like elevated him to like mythical proportions and shit super zeitgeisty for sure yeah and it was like yeah rufio shit so he took over after pan left anyways uh so here we are uh the movie opens with uh peter played by robin williams uh not peter pan but peter banning who is at his daughter's play and they're doing the play of peter pan so it's already super meta right uh but he is a lawyer in the san francisco area and uh there's really no indication of that except for the fact that wikipedia tells me um Mm -hmm. he says a couple times too oh does he but he's a lawyer oh we're talking about like where he is oh yeah no yeah yeah, but basically you get the you get the image of the fact that he is uh, a super busy man who uh, who puts his job first in front of his family. He he believes he's self made. So you know, as far as all that goes, uh, yes, he's at his daughter's um, 
has Darius play, but he silences his cell phone and he makes a meeting over his son's big baseball game, which he admits is a big deal, but he misses it and all this other stuff. So uh, we get the, the, it opens with Peter Banning being a really terrible father, but they're going to London where he grew up as an orphan um, to uh, see uh, Grandma Wendy, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So it's Peter, his wife Moira, their uh, kids Jack and Maggie. Uh, and they're all going to see uh, Wendy, who is having a hospital wing named after her. After her. Um, and Wendy's wing. Wendy's wing. <laughs> Sounds. <laughs> what you want tonight for dinner? I want some Wendy wings. <laughs> uh, but uh, but then there's also Toodles there, who is a who is a kid who used to be an orphan, uh, who should be in the home. They admit that they that they should probably be in the home, but Wendy couldn't stand the thought of this child being in the home. So right. here we are and we're in London and he freaks out because he gets a phone call. His deal is going through. Uh, and Moira, she does this thing where she chunks his phone out the window and he's like a bad dad. And the kids are like, I'd be like, uh, woman, it's 91. That phone costs $400. What's the matter with you? <clears throat> he's a successful lawyer. We all know his company bought, bought it for him. But can I also say that that phone still works in the morning, which A, kudos for the battery, B, amen for that water tightness, because that shit isn't that's snow. That, yeah, that's that that's, 91 ingenuity. Yeah, that's that Motorola, baby. You know what I mean? That's that. That's, this whole thing's a commercial for that shit. <laughs> Your phone will live in the snow overnight. Motorola, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. But basically, his daughter's like, oh, daddy, I, I wish you could be better. And the son's like, fuck you, dad. Mm-hmm. You know, as sons tend to do. Um, but I just want to talk really quick, if I may, and interject here. The flight, the Pan Am flight. That they oh, that shit London. was great. Movies ruined airplanes for me. The first time I got on an airplane, I was like, what this kind is of bullshit be the worst is this? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this don't look like nothing like those planes they fly in here. I was like, <laughs> you know. So... But yeah, man, them Pan Am flights, dude. The man, fancy. Here's the thing: flying overseas is incredibly comfortable. When I flew to Germany, I watched mm-hmm. Interstellar. I, here's the thing: the flight to Germany was eleven and a half hours. Mm-hmm. I didn't sleep a wink. That was just you're watching a badass movie. That's why. No, there was just too much water <laughs> between oh, me yeah. and the plane. I was like, this is a, I'm, this is too much water. This too much of this. Yeah. I don't like this. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, my dad's the same way. He don't sleep on planes because he's like, I don't want to wake up dead. No, I have no. I have gotten to the point where I will absolutely sleep 100 percent because I'm like, you know what? Die in my sleep. I want to do that anyway. So um, that's fucked up to think about. Anyways. Uh, so, so here we are, uh, they go and they go to Wendy's, uh, dedication and while they're gone, uh, the children are, uh, Wendy's house gets blown open. This green wind comes in and, uh, uh, Toodles is screaming and the, the blankets fly off the kids and they're like screaming. And then there's, you see like the, the which also Wendy, why do you have all this paraphernalia that's pushing towards like this villain? Yeah. So like there's the window that's latched with a hook, a uh, hook, Captain Hook's hook. And it opens and like, uh, the kids and this green stuff that comes in and the kids are gone or whatever, but they pull it back to the house and they see this, this hook line from like the front door all the way up, which couple things. One, I understand that it's late at night. 
But you tell me that nobody in the neighborhood noticed a giant thing showing up and a man with a hook going into yeah. the door, busting in. You didn't hear children screaming as they drag. None of this. Just yeah, not no. just zero percent. Zero percent. Yeah, neighbors would call and be like, "Hey, police!" And they'd be like, "Excuse me, copper. There's some pirates." I can. I don't know. That sounded weird, but yeah, um, the police would have been there in a heart. The police would have yeah. been there waiting for them. Yeah, I also thought the green smoke was an odd choice. Like, why? Why has it got to be green? Like green, like a big old fart coming in. Like that was kind of weird. I enjoyed the green smoke. Yeah. You know. You know. To each their own. You know, my idea was better, but that's fine. No, uh, <laughs> uh, which uh, I just want to say this. Um, a couple people have said that I'm the mean one on the podcast. So at this point, I'm just like, you know what? We all have a role to play. You're going to embrace it. <laughs> you're gonna Listen, embra- you're going to you're, you're going to embrace that shit, cat daddy. You're just going to you're just going <laughs> to make me the. you yeah. want to make me the villain. I will be the sin eater, you know? <laughs> No, I don't mean and the people who I've heard that from, they're just fucking around. But it's I like, know. you know, some people are like, damn, you're mean to him. I'm like, I mean to him outside the podcast. And if it makes you feel any better, he mean to me. So, <laughs> yeah, we're just we're just both mean to each other. You know? It's all our love. But anyways, so here we are. We're, we're, we're doing the movie. They come back home. The kids are gone. Uh, uh, basically, and this is where the movie kind of gets a little weird for me. Like, uh, kind of strange, like, uh, incestuary, but like, I didn't notice it as a kid, uh, yeah. but so basically they're like the, uh, Wendy's like the, the, oh, there's a, there's a note on the door signed by hook with a, with a sword in it, uh, that says, you know, Peter, you got to come here to get your kids. Uh, you know, if you ever want to see them again, travel to Neverland. And so, uh, he takes it to, uh, Wendy sees it. And Wendy's like, Moira, can you go make me some tea? And she's like, yes. And she's like, while she's gone, let me tell you, the cops can't do anything. And as a matter of fact, you're Peter Pan, and you used to love me, and I used to love you. And they get super close and almost kiss, and I'm like, what is happening? She's like 90. She's like 95. She's like, Wendy's supposed to be like 95 in this movie or something like that, right? And I'm just like, stop it. Stop it right now. Uh, and so, like, he's like, I don't believe this. I don't believe this. I don't believe this. So he does what any father does whenever his kids go missing. He gets super drunk, and he goes up to where they were last, right? And then while he's there, he looks out the window. Tinkerbell comes in, played by Julia Roberts. And she's like, oh, Peter, it's you, but you're fat and old. But that's okay. I can still take you with me. And uh, this is where the script, I feel, I, I was unsure if, like, some of these lines were written or if they were Robin Williams famous improv, right? Cause they were funny. There's like a switch in his character where he stops being the uptight, the uptight person. And he starts being like this, this jokey sort of, uh, I'm, I'm sardonic sort of character. Right? right. And I think that this is where that, that misinterpretation of tone is. Uh, but regardless, so this, all, all this stuff happens. He eventually gets knocked out. Uh, she, she picks him up in a blanket and then she takes him to Neverland where she drops him smack dab in the middle of the pirate cove. And we are introduced to hook and Shmi, who I love this interpretation of Shmi so much. He's, I'm just going to say right now, he's my favorite character in this thing. Really? Yeah. I've been Bob Hoskins is amazing. And yeah, no, he, he does, he does a great job in this. Um, <clears throat> but this is where the, the, it's funny that that Steven Spielberg is all like, yeah, I felt uncomfortable in these scenes because this is where things really start to like pop off for me 
personally, uh, because there's the part where, so he's, uh, you see that Hook has his kids, and Hook is like, I will give you your kids back if you fly to them, like, be Peter Pan and actually fly to them, just do it. Uh, and he's all scared and stuff like that. And the kids are in this net and they're hoisted up by the crow's nest and he's reaching on the mast to try to get to them. And then, uh, first off the, the things that these kids say, I literally chuckled out loud. Maggie says, daddy, keep trying. Mommy could do it. And I was like, girl, if you don't leave this man alone right now. Oh yeah. But, where, where, where the fuck is your mom? Little girl. Where is she? You know what I mean? I'm fucking here. If I ever go save my kids, they're like, Mommy asking for this. mom, I'll be like, listen, okay, fine. I'm going to save your brother. You can fucking stay here and wait for your mom to get it. Well, the, the thing that really kind of started to break my heart is the, the, the son just says, Dad, please keep trying. Please don't give up. And you see Robin Williams give up. And you're like, oh, gosh, like there's the relationship torn asunder, right? He's like, you know, all you have to do is like jump and try. If he had jumped and grabbed them, they could have gone home. Yeah. Which I was like, bro, you can jump. But he's, a, he's afraid of heights. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. And, and throughout this entire movie, that's the thing that like kind of was irritating me. And it's a, it's an irritation that I didn't get as a kid, but like an irritating now, especially as a dad, it's like, oh, you're like I, I would have, I, I never would have left that fucking ship. You know, I never would have been like, okay, I'll come back in three days. It's like, no, man, like, you know, oh, all you gotta do is fuck, climb, motherfucker, you're on a pirate ship. You know, climb mast, get one of these swords from somebody, you know, like it would have been right. a goddamn bloodbath. <clears throat> well, yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, in, in all fairness, that is the movie to make him a better father. But but on the backside of this, you know, this is where things kind of get weird is because basically um, uh, Captain Hook has brought him here because he's promised everybody a, a great war. And he's like, oh, you're not the Peter Pan that, you know, I want a war with. So the war is canceled and Tink brokers a deal and says, like, give me three days and I'll make him Peter Pan. I'll make him the pan that you used to know. And then Peter Pan gets Knocked off into the ocean to where he then makes out with, well, he, he, uh, three mermaids give him air, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. The first two catch him off guard. If you look closely on that third one, he leans in. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, he's, 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 he's trying to get some, you know what I mean? And, and, and the mouth to mouth resuscitation, that's the oldest fucking trick in the book. No, baby, we wouldn't kiss and I was dying. You know, nah, fuck that. You know, we saw it in the, we saw it in Sandlot. Yeah. You try. <laughs> We saw, he pulled a sandlot, you know. He's he sandlotted her, man. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. And so, like, but but here's the thing that that confused me. So Tinkerbell says, I'm gonna do this thing. He goes into the water, and then he gets hoisted up by I don't know who. I don't know who hoists him back up to like the the place where the lost boys are, because that's not explained. But then Tink is like, Oh, Peter, you're alive. Hold up, time out, pause, pump the brakes. You broker a deal for me, and then you say, oh, he's gone to the water. He's probably dead. I'm just going to go to sleep now. Excuse me, ma'am? 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 Come on, Julia. Ma'am, I have questions. Yeah. So you're going to put... You go, oh, so you go, you can make choices. Yeah. But where's it coming? Is you, is you, you ain't my baby. What's going right? on? I'm like, I'm confused. <laughs> That's the first time I was like, I'm confused as to who yeah. is like... Who hoists... Either way. But we find all the Lost Boys. The Lost Boys are like, you're not Peter Pan. Or you know what? And when Peter Pan left, you know who became the ruler of us? Rufio. 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 Oh. Right. Which I'm all like, can we talk about how egomaniacal, uh, how, how much of an egomaniac he is that he needs people, specifically children. Hey, when you say my name 
You got to say it like this, though. Like, yeah, I know. I wish I thought of that. <laughs> I swear. I swear. I swear. I, uh, I, I remember the first time I got called J Dog by one of my buddies. They were like, oh, that's that dude, J Dog. And I was like, I kind of like that. It never happened again. Okay, J Dog, I got you. Ooh, see, I, <laughs> Ooh, you got goose pimples, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah, Rufio comes in on that dumbass sail. It's not a dumb. I wanted that. As a kid, I wanted to ride that so bad. But like, but why? That sucks, man. Yeah, it's like, what is it? So you wake up in the morning, it's like, oh, watch your feet, because Rufio might fucking run over. They have this roller coaster trek throughout the entire. I will say the Lost Boys, their little world did look pretty cool. It's like the Lost Boys treehouse does look really cool. This does look like if 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 boys like took over and like you know transformed this place into their domain. They do, but yeah. So there's this moment where they're like, "You're not Peter Pan. You're not Peter Pan." And then Tinkerbell's just yelling, "Believe him. He is Peter Pan. Believe him. Believe him." And then there's this one little boy. I don't know his name. Little black boy. There's this. This is what. This is when I was like, "Oh, this is '90s opulence, right?" Mm -hmm. Is where there's literally like two and a half minutes of a boy touching Robin Williams face until eventually he says, there you are, Peter. And then, yeah, that was a and, spot on impression. Man. And then seven. Did other you kids, play that boy? You know, <laughs> you didn't buy a check by IMDb before this, before we did this episode. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you sounded just like him. man. You got the inflection down and everything. Mm, it's like I rehearsed. And I, I feel was, like I was watching the movie again for a minute. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> but the, but then he's surrounded by boys and they're all touching his face and stuff like that. And I was all like, do I? This is this felt like it was cheating in the script. You know why? Because all those boys just had the same lines. It's like Steven Spielberg was like, and now you say like, Peter, where are you? Peter, Peter, why are you doing this? And he's like, just say it at random. And they, they, and sometimes the boys were like, Peter, why are you doing that? Yeah, Peter, why are you doing that? Peter, I was like, yeah. if y'all don't get out of here with this non right ass yeah. bullshit. Yeah. But, but I was like, okay, they're supposed to be kids. Let me go ahead and let it go. But I was like, this is definitely, uh, you know, Steven Spielberg being like, I don't know what the hell they're supposed to say right now. Yeah. So uh, I just need some background shit. So right. here we go. Um, <clears throat> but. So we get this point, and then eventually Tink is all like, but you can train him, train him to be Peter Pan. And so we get this really kind of fun montage of Robin Williams learning to be Peter Pan, which this stuff is fun to me as much as it's like, it's, it's, this is where the break in tone becomes. Because while this is happening, while Robin Williams is being slung out of slingshots and being covered in, paints and you can see him actually shiver as cold children's hands touch his body with pain uh, <laughs> um and all this stuff and he's being fitted in these in these outfits that like you know don't fit for him although his clothes become cl- who's washing his clothes i got questions about wardrobe but yeah, um, mermaids do. Uh, yeah the, the, they're like mm, if i wash his clothes mm-hmm. he'll come back you know uh yeah. <laughs> girl he can, i saw him kiss you and then he's yeah. just gonna leave you no nah, he ain't no good though 
No, we just got to keep doing things for him, and then he's going to come back and, and realize yeah. you know, how much he needs us. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, just put your clothes in the clamshell. We'll wash them. Mm-hmm. Either way. But while this is happening, Hook is trying to convince – Shmi has convinced Hook to try to entrap Peter Pan by making his kids fall in love with him. And Maggie's all like, you ain't no good, Hook. You ain't nothing but a piece of shit. You ain't got dumb, you ain't got no mama, and you're taking it out on everybody else. She basically says, like, listen here, you bastard. Mm-hmm. I ain't about this life. You you full of it. And Jack is all like, Maggie, why would you say that? <laughs> He's got a good looking mustache. Yeah, but you know, mm-hmm. Jack is all like, uh, you know, he's like, run home, run home, Jack. Oh, Which yeah. and he's like, run home. Where where he gonna go? Oh yeah. Yeah, Where are you gonna that, go? <clears throat> this is the, this whole like, and 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 it's crazy because I didn't realize how much of it, how big a part, thing it was in the movie. But watching it now, it's like this whole like who's Jack's daddy thing. It's just like this is fucking weird, dude. Like, there's, there's no buts about it. And, and if I can jump ahead, just just a little quick, talk about the baseball game part. I forgot that was even in here, and I was like. I was like, bro, th- this is this is a weird fucking movie, you know? Like yeah. all this, it it feels weird, yeah. And, and tonally, it's it's off. It's just, yeah. I mean, this the Neverland stuff. There's just so much of it that it just. I'm like, I don't even know what what to fucking make of this. I mean, it's diff- it's difficult to pin down. I'm not to say not again. The performances are great. I think that uh, Jack's performance in this movie is killer, straight up yeah. stellar. His performance is no. They got they got they got some good kid. Even for for uh, a little girl, um, Maggie. Yeah, yeah, I thought, she's I great. Maggie was pretty good too. And then um, you know all the all the uh, all the boys, all the lost boys. I was like, this is legit. Yeah. That little and husky I, one, who, who uh, uh, thud. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot, man. That scene with the with the marbles and shit like that. Yeah, but yeah, so all this is happening, and he's and. Uh, 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 Robin Williams or, or Peter Banning sees uh, sees this baseball game right where eventually it locks in Jack as being like Hook's kid basically mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, you know he's he's going back and he's trained to be Peter Pan. There's the infamous uh, food fight scene. Yeah, let's talk imaginary about this for food. A second. I yeah. why why do you have issues with it? No, I'm gonna say like this was. I remember being into this as a kid, thinking them pies look fucking good as shit. Um, <laughs> but this was the only Neverland sequence uh, that I was like fully invested in. It's so good. It it it's like from a story standpoint, from an acting standpoint, like it's it's got levels. It's it's got a nice setup, you know what I mean? It's like he he's he's like this is bullshit. Like I can't imagine this food. This is fucking stupid. So we have this refusal there. Rufio's giving him shit. You know he gives him shit. We got the 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 diss off and stuff like that. And the food fight, everything just fucking works in this. It does. Scene. It does. Um, and, it. and then there's and then that's what be that's what makes him Peter right. The second he's yeah. able to play, there's this moment where he's like forgets all of his adult responsibilities and he's like oh crap i am peter pan right yeah and then and then tinkerbell you know she she has that and all she has uh that moment and all the other stuff and there's this really great it's it, it is a really great moment uh and then he's trying to he's trying to he sees the baseball game he sees his son reject him and so he is becoming more and more pan like 
until eventually he goes back and he's like, I need to, I can't fly though. Right. Uh, what? Okay. There's also this weird, like the, 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 the love, I don't even want to call it a love triangle. I just want to say the love issue in this movie mm-hmm. is that Wendy loves Peter, right? Wendy loved Peter in that way, but doesn't love Peter like that anymore. Understands that he needs to have a family and betrothed him because she's like, you know, I saw you love fall in love with somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. So I knew that that was the right thing to do. Tinkerbell loves him. Right. He's, yeah. he has a wife and kids who he's, that he loves. And so there's this weird balance of like, the weakest characters in this movie are the female characters mm-hmm. because while this, I understand this is a story about Peter Pan. It's all about how their lives intersect with Peter Pan and outside and Tinkerbell is introduced to such a strong character that there are no needs and wants or desires outside of yeah. Peter, outside of Peter Pan. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, not only do, not only do we stay on Julia Roberts too long in shots like the editing? You know what I mean? Like linger bells, what we'll fucking call it. Linger on that girl for way too long. But uh, I would have liked to have seen, and th- this really isn't that, that, that much, that much different because I do feel that like so much of the female characters in this, it's all like, Oh, but I love you, Pete. Oh, Peter, you know, and shit like that. But like, if we, if we got like a more jaded Tinkerbell in the beginning, do you know what I mean? Like, cause, cause the, the Tinkerbell, Peter, the Tinkerbell, Peter and Wendy triangle, that's like always kind of been a part of it. Right. And like Tinkerbell's jealous of Wendy and stuff, but it's like, like, like if Tinkerbell's like, nah, fuck you, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like you fucking put me out on ice. You fucking left, you know, and shit like that. Like I feel Tinkerbell could have had more bite in this uh, than she does. But I just feel like every time that, you know, She's either she's either so pro, she's pro Peter the entire time she's trying to get Peter's Peter, you know what I mean? And then like she she does her thing and then and then it's like and then she gets pushed off again and she's like all right go get your kids boy you know and stuff and it's like no right. like be pissed at this guy you know like I don't know and again that that doesn't change it too much because it still revolves around right her affection for Peter they could have given her a little bit more but still I think just that simple change. Right. Would have would have done something. Yeah. And then there's this weird moment where they have this backstory about how Peter became Peter Pan, about how Tink actually found him. And um, because he's like, I ran away. It's like, no, the wind fucking blew your shit. (laughs) Like, so you willed you willed the 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 pram to run to roll down the hill, tip over and land you on a cobblestone street with spirals. Like I was just like, like that whole section felt unnecessary. The thing that the thing that I felt necessary was like you you met her, you met Moira, you decided to stay. And that's where the disconnect happened. I didn't need how he got there. I didn't need all that stuff, right? No. I needed the, why did you stay there? This is why I stayed there. And now I realize, and now that I realize that my happy thought is my children, right? Right. I've, right. I've lost touch. I've lost touch of being a father and, and, and how that brings me joy. And that's what makes him fly, which is like mm-hmm. a beautiful moment and a beautiful sentiment. And I feel like it is kind of like, Again, it's the opulence thing, right? There's so much on either side of it that it 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 uh it that whole scene with the baby going down the hill, it reads so Tim Burton to me. Yeah, it it felt Tim Burton it also felt like like a roll doll adaptation for a second. Like just it kind of how it, it doesn't look real. Uh this whole sequence though is where we get the cameo that no one talks about, Gwyneth Paltrow as a younger Wendy. 
True. So true. Granted, this is before people really knew who fucking Gwyneth Paltrow was, but <clears throat> yeah. Still. So, um, but yeah. So there's that whole thing. Eventually, he's like, "Oh, I can fly." He flies out of the tree, and then he's wearing completely different clothes. And then he's like, "Okay, I'm ready to fight." Uh, <laughs> this is so fucking stupid. <laughs> I was like, "This is fucking dumb." Like yeah, like you know, you're you're gonna pay so much attention to everything, and the iconic like green. There are two characters whose iconic green tunics. There's Link and there's fucking Peter Pan, and you're not gonna fucking be like, hey, here's your fucking clothes, man. Back from when you were a kid, or let's let's make you know they can have a seamstress. Bring those fucking mermaids back who do the wash and fold operation on the side. <laughs> Bring them back and be like, hey, he we fucking the Yeah. The <laughs> we fucking stitch this up for you, Peter. Here you go, buddy. Here's it's made out of seaweed or some stupid ass Neverland bullshit. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, just the fact that now he can fly and then like the fucking tunic, the fucking shit's on him now. Right. It was just kind of weird. But the, but you know, there is the moment. Well, so he flies, he lands, everyone's like, Peter's back, he's flying, he's flying around doing all the stuff. All the kids are super excited. Rufio comes down and gives him his sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, they crow, which I really do enjoy this sequence, this this scene, because I feel like this was one of those moments I was like, oh yeah, this was... We, we often talk about how it's how we notice when people are having fun on set. I was like, that was yeah. a fun day for those kids. Oh, yeah. That was a, that like oh, that whole... Yeah. And, uh, you know, and coming back to like practical effects and stuff like that. I really enjoyed the wire work. I, I, I like wire work a lot. You know, I like knowing when it shows up and I like that it was Robin Williams flying through the air and they made, uh, is it about to rain where you is? Yeah, no, it's always be a mad storm's about to happen. Hook's about um, to come in here with his green fog. Fucking, right. Yeah, take I got kids. I, yeah, I got I got I got to prove that I'm a good father here in about an hour. So, <laughs> so we'll wrap this up. No, but, uh, no, but uh, but yeah, this whole sequence is a lot of fun. You could tell that the kids are having fun, and, and uh, this was the moment where I felt like Steven Spielberg knew what to do with the movie after this. Yeah, right? because after this, we get into the sequence, the fight sequence on the boat, uh, where he's fighting for his son and his daughter and all this other stuff. And it, you know, the best line in the movie, he's like, "You know what, Jack? I was thinking, I couldn't figure out what my happy thought was, and I figured out what it is. It's you." And I was like, "That's." That's to me, that line right there indicates that the movie should end in about 15 minutes. Yeah. Because that's yeah. the, to me, that's the emotional climax. Yeah. It's, right. It's and then the, everything else after that is pushing towards him reclaiming his kids. It's the return with the elixir, right? It's the, it's, it's right. the one of the final steps in the hero's journey. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I agree, man. This, this whole, this whole sequence was, was pretty cool. Um, I love the fight. I love the way that they involve the kids. I love the way I'm like, these pirates for real about to murk some children. Yeah. Yeah. And they, uh, they lean into some Peter Pan, like he's cut, he cuts the sail at the beginning and it's in the shape of him and stuff. I didn't like the cheesy, uh, God, dude, it's, it's, it's when, it's when Peter and Hook are fighting and Hook's like, her to die. And he's like, that would be a great adventure. And it's like, man, like that's, that's when you put that line in here. Like, you know, I don't know. I, I felt that was kind of, kind of weird, but. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, I think that's one of the tone issues, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, so he's like also Zen Buddhist now. Like he's enlightened. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, bro, no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be all Obi-Wan. Yeah. And like Zen where it's like, Hey man, if you kill me, that's fine. It's a mention. No, no, no. Take you, your kids home. Yeah. You're here to save your kid. That That's an end of a, Hey, I'm dying of old age. You know, I, I honestly like, 
Because, again, I don't really fuck with Peter Pan too much, but I do know some of these seminal lines, right? And I'm like, that's a line that, like, man, that line hits. And, like, really, man, Wendy should Wendy should have died at the end of this joint, and she should have she said, said that said shit at the end. To die was a great adventure. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So, I feel that. other than that, I, I thought it was all right. And then we have Rufio, of course. He gets... He gets iced. And here's the I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out here. I don't know. As a kid, I feel like Rufio was cool and I felt his death because he was cool. As an adult, I'm like I don't know if there's enough there for me to care deeply about Rufio dying. And I feel yeah. bad saying that. I mean it's it's just it's just shocking. It's like Someone had to go, you know what I mean? Right. And, and, and I also, it was, the, the, I mean, the thing that happens here is that like, oh, no, the, the stakes are set that like, oh, they are not afraid to kill children. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, cool. Murder children. Yeah. yeah. We, we understand that that's a thing that you are willing to do. And it um, took Rufio's death for Jack to be like, yeah, fuck this pirate. Which also, bruh. Also, like there's also, there's also this weird thing that I don't I don't I, I couldn't necessarily get a beat on is that there's a level of forgetfulness that happens in Neverland and I understood it as far as Peter goes, but when Jack is like, "Who is that guy?" I think I know him. Fool. Yeah. You I, 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 like you ain't never seen there's, your daddy without glasses. Yeah, there's there, there's some haze there. You know what I mean? It's like when we go to my uncle's house, we would just start forgetting shit because of all the all the all the. Bad shit just floating around in the air. All the cannabis smoke. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, you know what but, I mean? So, yeah. Uh, but I was confused. Uh, but that, that made me bring into question, what are the rules of this world? If mm-hmm. the more he leans into Hook, does he just forget about home? Like, and I, because it made me wonder, like, back to the baseball game, there's a sequence where they say, run home, Jack. And he's like, Maggie, did he forget about Maggie? Like, what are the rules of the, yeah. what are the rules of engagement here? Yeah. And it's like, it's like, Bro, you're already at, at a almost two and a half hour movie. You could have done another two minutes to, or to another explain. fucking line. To, yeah, to be like, oh, well, the longer they're there, the more they don't forget. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just it, it, it was it was. I agree with you. It was weird. Yeah, but uh, regardless, uh, Peter and Hook fight. Peter's like, no, it's all on me. Everybody, watch out! And <clears> then <throat> Peter's fighting, 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 fighting. He and you know they get to this. To this place, which is a weird place to have, considering how Hook feels about the crocodile and clocks, where it's a statue of the crocodile, like taxidermied up with a clock in his mouth. And I'm like, why would he build a monument to the thing that he hates the most? Yeah. And put a clock in it. Right. Considering he smashes clocks throughout the rest of the movie. But basically, he's there. He disarms. uh, He disarms Hook. He takes his wig off. And he's like, you know, leave everybody alone. Sail away. Never come back. And, you know, and I'll let you live. And he's like, sure, fine. And, of course, he pulls, like, a fast one because he's Hook. But they somehow cut open the crocodile, which then awakens the taxidermied crocodile, which then falls down. And then eats. First rule of taxidermy: make sure the thing's all the way dead. Yes. Uh, falls down and eats. Uh, eats hook, which the mouth never closes. I don't know if is this like a is this like a push pop? Is you you slipping him up? Yeah, like, I, I think you just kind of sucked in there. You know, and I, I, I think that alligator had one last <gasps> one last gasp in him. You know what I mean? <laughs> he said, <gasps> "Bring yeah, me." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, uh, but, the anatomy of an alligator, no, I have no fucking idea. <clears throat> but yeah, so so Hook is dead. Uh, you know, Tink, uh, he, this is the thing that gets me. 
So you know Tinkerbell doesn't want you to go. You you understand Tinkerbell's jealous of the life that you live, right? And you and you are like, Tink, I'll be I'll be right there. You go ahead and take my kids on. I'll fall right behind. No, you better wait. Mm-hmm. I got one more thing to do. Either way, uh, 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 Peter's all like, you know, since Rufio's dead. Ooh, sorry, Hook. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> since Rufio's dead, you know, um, he's like, you know, I gotta leave somebody in charge. And he picks Thud. To uh, bef- to become his successor, he gives him the the sword. Uh, did you know really quick? Did you know that uh, none of the kids knew who Robin Williams was going to give the sword to? I did not know that. Yeah. So he made that decision right then, right there. Well, I think they probably the adults probably knew, but yeah, they didn't tell the kids who was getting the sword and stuff like that. That's cute. That's super cute. Hopefully, that that kid actually got to keep that sword. Oh no, they probably took it from him. Like we said, cut. They took it from him and fucking pushed him off set and like the fuck out of here. Whatever. He's like, oh, this is gonna be memorabilia. No, <laughs> um, but yeah. So uh, then he's like, all right, bye everybody. He flies away. He wakes up in Kingston Gardens as if he like was never uh, Peter Pan. He's back in his normal clothes, um, you know. But he sees Tinkerbell there, so we know that it really happened. Um, Somebody who looks like Shmi is sweeping bottles nearby. So, like, is this a dream? Ooh, I love this know. line where he's like, trouble with the missus? You will be when you get home. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, man. I love those, like, old dude, like, trouble with the missus zingers. Do you know what I yes. mean? Like, I, they're, they're fucking great, man. Um, uh, Peter goes back inside. Uh, he's like, I'm going to be a changed man. And Wendy's like, good. And Moira was like, good. And his kids are like, we love you because we know what happened. Right. Uh, uh, and then, you know, Wendy remarks that the adventure is not truly over. And Peter says, you're right to live. It's an awfully big adventure. Movie. Yeah. This whole ending sequence, it's like, Moira, like, first off, why the fuck aren't cops? Like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, There's supposed to just... be two guys outside at all times. They said that. Did they really? Yeah. The, when the cops said that there's going to be two guys outside at all times. But I'm also like, so you don't notice this guy sleeping outside of their house? Yeah. And then all this shit happens. Like, like he comes back. It's like, bro, just go through the front fucking door. Why are you climbing a drain pipe? And, like, I, I get it. Like, what do I say about this window and stuff? But it's like, you ain't got to do that shit, you know? And then fucking old dude starts flying and Moira's like, you know, what? She, like, what the fuck's going on here? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The kids are back and you're fucking. And everyone's like, ah, ha, 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 yeah. yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah. So that's that's it, man. I I don't know. It's fine. It's it's fine. It, it's I I. It's, it's 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 way too long, and it, and it's not it's not so much the length because I, I don't want to sit here and say like oh any movie that's you know any family movie that's over two hours, you know isn't good because like we've done movies that that have been long but they didn't feel long. This movie felt fucking really long. To I mean. I mean, I think that the length uh, 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 also with like some of the jokes, there's a lot of there's there's a weird section where there's some dick jokes where there's like things poking Robin Williams in the penis. Uh, There's like, uh, you know, jokes around um, around mental health, like the suicide hook trying to commit suicide. There's. And so the question that I keep coming back with is, who is this for? And it felt like the tone for like who is the target audience wasn't really defined. And so Robin uh, Steven Spielberg does what Steven Spielberg does and makes this grand epic adventure, but it's it's a vehicle for Robin Williams 100%. Yeah. 
but there are elements of it that make it a kid movie. And like you said, this is, you know, this is a movie for the whole family. And you and I both know that movies that are for the whole family are super hard to nail a hundred percent of the time. Like, I feel like, uh, and you know, I might hear some, some, some pushback from this, but I feel like, uh, animated films have a easier time being films for the whole family because there's not a, a face that we recognize as like a, as like a, a, um, a, a vehicle actor <clears throat> attached to it. Right. You can manipulate things a bit more. Yeah. Still, I'm I'm looking at it like, okay, who's the target audience? The target audience obviously isn't anyone under the age of eight, right? Which is fine. Uh, I'm trying to. What is this movie rated? Uh, do you remember? Is it PG? Uh, I think it is. Um, which you know is is fine. It's a family movie. I think that this still you want someone coming in around ten eleven. For this movie. So that way, if you're trying to connect with kids, uh, that age where you might be able to connect with that, that idea of loss and separation from your parents a little bit and that, that parental disappointment, right? Um, uh, cause like there's a line that Moira says, like they're at the age where they want us around and that's only going to last a couple years. So you need to be at that age where like the kids are like, oh yeah, my dad's my best friend. My dad's the one I want to come to my... I want my dad there and all this other stuff, right? Right. Uh, but you don't really get that. Like, you don't understand the weight of that until you're, like, 10. I don't yeah. think. So, yeah. I think that this pushes uh, to, like, a slightly older demographic. Um, and you can see, knowing that Steven Spielberg felt like he was trying to wrestle with the Neverland sequences, you can see that wrestle in tone. Because there are times when Robin Williams is doing the Robin Williams thing. And I'm not saying that characters don't have depth and complexity and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. just that it was so sporadic at times. And the, and there were sometimes just massive plot holes Yeah. as far as like, how did this thing happen? And I could just be like, Neverland magic. But there are some things that just aren't Neverland magic the way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. A lot of narrative inconsistencies here. And yeah, I get it. You know what I mean? And like I said at the top, I'm not, I'm not the target Peter Pan audience. You know what I mean? So, I mean, take, take that for, for what you will. But I recently watched, um, tenant, um, you know, we recently checked that out on HBO and I kind of, I kind of feel the same way about this. I did that. It's like, I mean, it doesn't really do anything for me. It, it has, it has some cool moments and I kind of like hearing you talk about what, what Spielberg said about it. That's exactly, it's like, man, there are, there are, there are scenes in here that I think are fucking great. Like the dinner scene, there are performances in here that, that I love. I'm convinced. So right now we have Dustin Hoffman, we have Johnny Depp. It's going to take one more, one more actor, turn him into a pirate and, and watch him turn fucking sexy. Like if that happens. It's like, that's that's the proven Hollywood formula. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you know, great performances and stuff like that. Smee, I think, is a great character who, uh, uh, you know, Bob Hoskins and, you know, was great in it. But, yeah, other than that, man, it's like there's just so much stuff in here that, like, I just I could just take or leave. I mean, and, the, and you know, the more I'm reading about the, the the production of it was troubled. It went 40 days over its proposed 76-day shoot schedule. Wow. 40 days, right? 
So there's like, you know, there's something happening behind the scenes and, you know, uh, some listeners might know this, some listeners might not, but we, you and I both know that film is a director's medium, a hundred percent that, you know, there's only so many passes that the scriptwriter actually legally is, you know, con- contractually obligated to pass. After that, their name can still be on the script and the director yeah. can do whatever the hell they want with it. They say a, a studio doesn't buy the script. They buy the idea. Right. And so it's this, it, there's this, it, it lacks to me. I still like this movie. Let me, let me get that out on Jump Street. I like this movie. I like this movie for the way that like, almost in the same way that I like G.I. Joe. <laughs> let me let me let me contextualize and the fact that i understand that there are plot holes i understand that there are things missing but to me there's enough underlying joy in some of the scenes that it propels me through right mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that i could have gone without that i could have completely gone without julia roberts slash tinkerbell love situation where she becomes all big and tries to kiss him and stuff like that that was just confusing i could have gone completely without the mermaid situation like there could have been a way to cut around that uh, i could have gone without um uh you know th- th- i don't know i could have gone without shmee's I-, I like shmee's trying to steal stuff i could have gone without it like there's just moments where i was like i was like ah, oh, this just feels like it needs to be like 15 minutes tighter right um or 10 minutes tighter five minutes tighter i don't know it just needs to be tightened somewhere um uh, and that being said I'm, i'll go ahead and give my rating first i'll i'll still give it Seven and a half Jolly Rogers out of ten. Oh wow! Like I, I'm still gonna watch Hook. Right, mm-hmm. it's still mm-hmm. a movie that I'm gonna be like, I want to put this on, but it's not gonna be like a movie that I sit down and make sure that I'm like paying full attention to. Like I'll be yeah. able to be like, oh, I can go ahead and like cook some eggs during this part or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it four and a half imaginary cheeseburgers out of ten. Four and a half. Yeah, four and a half, man. It just, I, you know, and 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 honestly, dude. I mean, they, you know, I said they don't make movies like this anymore, and like, I don't, I don't think they fucking need to. You know, I mean, this this is definitely a product of its time. Of its time, I'm sure we're gonna get a remake at some point. I don't know why we need one. I don't think we will. You don't think we will? I don't think anybody's gonna touch any of the movies that Robin Williams has done. No, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but. The only, but it is, it is Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman and Bob Hoskins, you know, just because like those are the only three reasons. Like I, this movie's getting the score that it. Everything else, I just it, yeah, just didn't do it for me, man. Didn't like it. Hey, I get it. I understand it. I yeah. feel you. Yeah, but hey, that's but if you like it. Go go ahead, you know what I mean. But Way for me personally, look at yeah. you on that on that on that bike. For me personally, yeah. <laughs> push it back, push it back. No, yeah, no. But I will say, as a collective, like as as the as the as the GMW case, like like score, you know, you what seven? You say seven or seven and a half? We're looking at like an average of like a five or five and a half, six. Yeah. So I think listeners need to take that into account too. It's like you know, take take our they're individual like, scores. And they're like, this fool don't know how to do numbers. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sure don't. I sure don't, guys. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm a, You gave it a four, right? Four and a half. Okay. Let's. Okay. So we're uh, okay. We're, we're gonna figure out the average real quick. You know. Calculate. They're like, this is full. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Divide by ten. He's got his abacus out. 
I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> I'm gonna fight you. My mom would be like, my mom would be ashamed right now. What? Oh, my mom's a math teacher. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you better edit this part out, Jack. <laughs> All right, yeah. While, while, while he's working on the math, you know, um, it's about me. Yeah, just take it. Okay, cool. Yeah, take it. Take those scores and just kind of average them together, you know? I mean,. <laughs> Because I get to, it, man. There are people who fucking love this movie. I know people with fucking hook tattoos and shit. You know, do you like, really? Yeah, I mean, there are people who who lo- I know two people. Someone it it just it just says hook and it has like Captain Hook's hook on their forearm, and someone else has a back piece of Dustin Hoffman and Robin Williams, like like of the the art. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead fucking serious. So like, there are people who like fucking like like this movie is their church, and like I get it. You know what I mean? But like for me watching it now, family, the family, you know what I mean? Wasn't into it. Like this, this is not going to hold the attention of a six and a three year old. Um, you know, they they just, this ain't, this ain't it. They need this to be older. It. They do need to be older to appreciate this. Yeah. Movie. But yeah. there are, there are, you know, there are plot holes mm-hmm. that, that upon further, you know, examination, I was like, how did it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman and Bob Hoskins—they do. You know, I will say this. I, I, I will say that you and I—I've noticed something. I want to just put this out on Jump Street. I think you and I look at live-action films with a with a slightly different scale than we do animated or like style, because there's like an expectation of like grounded in reality sort of ness. And like, if there's, if it's not grounded in reality, like where are we jumping the shark? Where's the leap? And if that leap is being made, that leap better uh, be accompanied by rules of the world and how we're functioning because these are real people that are tangible. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. I will say, and whether this is right or wrong uh, for me with a live action movie, I focus on, I mean, I focus on the script for both, but I focus on the script a lot more in a live action movie. Um, you know, cause I think animated, I'm not saying obviously the, the screenplay is important in both, but like animated, it's like they have that added element of like, you know, dazzling and suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Yeah. But here and stuff, it's like, you know, but you know, you wouldn't like the cap. The, if, if this were animated, Dustin Hoffman voicing Captain Hook isn't near as effective. It's Dustin Hoffman transforming his shit to become 100%. a Captain Hook. A hundred percent. And I will say that while, while uh wow i got real country uh wow um steven spielberg might have been uh underwhelmed by the visual prowess of the movie at times i think that the art that was done like the the cartography art of neverland and the moments that we got to see that i thought that was gorgeous and part of me wanted more of that because i felt like that stuff helped establish the tone of the world like a world where there is actually a compass rose in the water made out of coral reef or something like that. Mm-hmm. That tells me so much that about been. the way the world functions, but we see that so few and far between. Yeah. And this movie's really brown. It's really fucking brown. There's a lot of browns. There's a lot of browns and reds. It's it's more brown than I remember. Um, so. But remember, the stars are all my <laughs> friends <laughs> yeah. till the night time ends. 
and I know why. Why is she holding on to that pillar? And that, why was she holding? Like, yeah, I don't know. And also, why did the fucking sh- the ship should have gone somewhere? I know the whole thing is like, hey, three days and stuff, but it's like, you it's Pirate ship, Cove. No, that's their home. Docked. It's Pirate Cove. Yeah, I just think it'd cool if the ship fucking like sailed somewhere though. Sailing mm-hmm. takes me away to where I always heard it could be. As we get docked by every, they're like you sang too much of our song on the on, on your internet yeah, radio right. show. Uh, but we're um, gonna need an ad for that. We're gonna need an ad, or we're gonna man. Speak. Chris Kirkpatrick's gonna kick your ass, dude. He is. <laughs> JC Chazay's gonna are like listen. Yeah, he's gonna come out the woodwork, and be like, listen here, motherfucker, give, give me my ten cents. Oh, yeah, no, it's Justin Timberlake. I'm taking money back. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, but that was Hook, everybody. Uh, Again, we want to thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Grown Man Watch Kids Shit. Uh, Y'all are are great. We we, we love Uh, y'all. Bang a rang. Banger rang, uh, which you know I am going to make that phrase a thing. I'm going to try to make that phrase a thing. So if you hear me say it, no, Mm -hmm. I'm saying it for that purpose. as always, we appreciate you guys interacting with us. So if you could, please follow us on social media. We're on that Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, right, where we are posting information, where we're posting uh, uh, what's coming next, uh, when the episode's live, all that good stuff, right? Please, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure to rate us five stars. Great. Four stars. You know, we'll take it. Three or below, you will be like Glenn Close in a beard being put into the boo box. The boo box. The boo box. And we will drop scorpions in on your head, but we won't just drop two. We're going to drop at least 12 because we want to make sure that you are completely covered in that pain that you deserve for rating us three or below stars. That's right. I said you deserve that. So, yeah, here we go. But, you know... (laughs) As always, um, if you have uh, anything that you want to tell us, please make sure that you leave a voicemail. Go ahead, drop in to our show description, hit leave a message, which will take you to our anchor page where you can hit leave a voice message. And that voice message comes directly to us. And when we get them, we get so excited. And uh, then we like to listen to them. And you might be featured here on an episode. You know what? If you disagree with us. Go ahead. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know. We will play it before the next episode and be like, you know, remember when you said that thing about the thing and I hate you for it? And we're like, cool. Mm-hmm. Let's roll around in it. Let's talk about yeah. it. Let's converse. Hook, we love it. Hook, hook person, I'm, I'm, I'm calling you out. Do not do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Listen, this is not a challenge. I don't know why he's trying to fight people on the internet. Um, this is not a Facebook page, sir. You take that back. I'm calling you out. You ain't doing. You ain't doing none of the sort. God damn it. Well, we'll you. see. I mean, I gave their movie a four and a half. You know, you did give that we'll movie. See what four happens. And a half. We'll see what happens. But uh, as always, uh, we hope that you take care of each other. Please, in these uh, in these times, even though things are seemingly getting back to normal, please continue to stay vigilant. Take care of each other. Uh, stay crispy. Stay crispy, y'all. And we will catch you here. Next time, Jordan, I have a question for you. What's that? What would your pirate name be? Uh, probably Lumpy Lumpy Stew, or um, what? Or <laughs> I don't know. Well, because I feel like why you sound like a bad soup. If I was a, <laughs> if I was if if I was a pirate, I'd have at least an arm and a leg cut off. You know what I mean? So it'd be a little lump. You know, oh, I'd, I'd call you Stubbs. Stubbs. Oh yeah, 
Stubby fucking, I don't know. No, not Stubby. stubby just Stubby Stubbs. Stubbs. Stubbs would be a good pirate name. What about you? Because, look, if you got if you have an arm and a leg cut out, you ain't doing much work. And be like, oh, who's that? Oh, that's old Stubbs. Yeah. yeah. Stubbs, ring the bell. I Right. <laughs> is that my job? <laughs> my job is a bell ring. I <laughs> What about you? What would your pirate name be? I wouldn't be a pirate, sir. What the fuck? What kind of entrapment? I wouldn't be a pirate. Hey, that, was no very, that wasn't very bangerang of you, man. I, w- I wouldn't be a pirate. Ain't no, ain't I'd, no be a merchant. I'd be a merchant <laughs> on the shore that cut off a, a, an arm and a leg of a pirate who is now called Stubbs. <laughs> you steal from me. This is the shit that happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you like walking around? Too bad. Yeah. He wasn't very all right. You know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You sound like a you sound like a nautical Tony the Tiger. A nautical little John. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's the third one. Lil John should play a pirate in a movie. He should. He absolutely should. But Lil should. John, Lil John's from Robin Hood. Robin um, Hood and Little John walking through the forest. Do la la That's not <laughs> what he said. You messed me up. Okay. Fucking little Roger Miller fucking was he? Crow, rooster, some shit rooster. like that. Nodding, nodding, yeah. ham. Yeah. Well, I always I man, I, I always go around and be like, but the beep bop bed boo boo beep bop beep bop beep bop that fucking weird movie man that movie is that movie is so country but also so like medieval at the same time it's so great Grown Men Watch Kid Shit is a Moon Street Media podcast. Intro and outro music was created by MPC. We are proud members of the Outlet Productions Podcast Network. Want to find us online? Check out our social media links in the show notes. <laughs>